In today's show, we look at injuries around the NBA, give you updates on who's out, who's in, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are looking at injuries around the NBA. Let's take a look at those. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> and finally, I remembered to go in reverse order. So let's talk about the Washington Wizards as the first team. couple of guys who missed the last game here. Percentages. Yep. Chris Dapps missed and Monte Morris missed. Chris Dapps with a knee issue and Morris with a back problem. Porzingis left Friday's game. He returned to it, but then missed Sunday's. There's no indication of severity on these injuries. Morris has sort of had a couple of these little flare-ups. We know Porzingis with his knee. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they miss another game at this point. There's no confirmation of that. But it doesn't appear like it's anything significant. But how many times in the NBA have we had guys ruled out like each game for, you know, 15 games in a row. Not suggesting that's happening here, but it's very hard to know when we get limited information. But at this point, that's the situation. You know, one of those guys out, you get the boost for Avdia and Dillon Wright and Gafford, both of them out. You get significant boosts there. I think having Wright and Gafford on your roster, probably Avdia as well, is worth it for now, but they can be you know, nullified pretty quickly if both of these guys play. For the Utah Jazz, I'm going to put Colin Sexton there as questionable. They initially ruled him out for two games, and those two games are done. He strained his hamstring on the 15th of February. We are now almost two weeks away from that. So I would think there is a decent chance that he's able to play on Tuesday. If not, their next game is not until Friday, the 3rd of March, which I think is a reasonable expectation that if he doesn't play Tuesday, he'll be there on Friday. Of course, his return will impact Horton Tucker, but how much? I don't know. Because Horton Tucker played 27 minutes in two consecutive games when Sexton was healthy. What it probably does is kills any streaming value of Chris Dunn, who did play really well last game and can be a really interesting assists and steals guy. So if Sexton is out, we can look at Dunn, but we also just, at this point, don't know that, do we? We don't know what the, the situation on Sexton is. Yeah, wasting an ad at this point on Dunn probably isn't worth it. Horton Tucker, again, I think he can have value with Sexton there. And then you throw in a 50-50 chance that Sexton doesn't play. I, I like that a little bit more for Horton Tucker. But we don't just know at this stage. Now, for the Raptors, I did have Fred Van Vliet listed on the injury report. And by the time I created this graphic to me going to air, he's off the injury report. So Van Vliet is going to return. And fingers crossed, we're going to see what this team looks like healthy. Who goes to the bench? Pirtle, Ananobi, Trent. Don't think it'll be Pirtle. How do the minutes shake out? Do they just run an eight-man rotation? Does that mean Doughton is out? Does OG play under 30? Does Trent play under 30? We are going to get a look at that. And they are at the current time of recording, which is 4 p.m. Eastern on Monday, February 27th. The Raptors are completely healthy. The Spurs aren't. 
There's a lot of guys out here, and it's going to be a frustrating situation for this team all season. Devin Vassell, the target date was the 2nd of March, so that's Thursday. So we are expecting Vassell to return then on limited minutes. He will sit back-to-backs. There is zero doubt in my mind that he will be out um, on back-to-backs through the rest of the season, and he'll be limited. Whether that makes sense to add in your league, you need to pay attention to that. But yeah, he's going to, for this week, he might play two games and 40 minutes. That's, I think that's reasonable. They've got a back-to-back, and he's going to miss at least one game. So be aware of that. The others, Romeo Langford, he just gets ruled out game to game to game to game with an adductor issue. It's been about four weeks now. We're not obviously rostering him, but Langford's presence or absence impacts what happens with Devontae Graham and impacts what happens with Malachi Branham. The same with Trey Jones, who's now missed like one out of the last, or he played one out of the last 10 games with his foot issue, came back, played 25 minutes and missed every game since then. Um, I've got no problem with dropping Trey Jones. It's just too much uncertainty, too much limited upside, I feel, with him. Um, this Again, it makes it really hard to make calls and decisions on guys like Malachi Branham, who does have a somewhat limited fantasy game, but can get boosted when Vassell Jones and Langford are all out. We just don't know. And that's a problem at this point of the year. Like, have him, but it could all blow up in your face. But we're pretty much fantasy playoff time, even end of a roto season with 23 games left or whatever it is. We're in the... What can you do now, today, tomorrow, and the next day? And then we move on after that. Isaiah Roby, also dealing with an ankle problem. Ken Birch with a knee issue. These are guys who are probably not going to factor in every single night. The big question marks are more around Jones and Langford and then um, through to Devin Vassell. The Sacramento Kings continue to be kissed on the dick. Injury-wise, they have no one on the injury report. Again, let's go to Portland, where we have three guys currently out. Yusuf Nurkic and Justice Winslow. We don't have real strong timetables for them. I'm just going to say they're not going to play this week. Maybe they play Sunday. There is a Sunday-Monday back-to-back for the Blazers um, on the 5th and 6th of March. So maybe they don't play Sunday. Maybe they play Monday. Maybe that's a fairer assumption that they come back on that game Monday to start week 20. But we just don't know. Nurkic has been out since just before the All-Star break with a calf issue. Winslow been out since before Christmas with an ankle injury. The other one is Anthony Simons, who I'm just not expecting to play until the end of March. I know there's no firm timetable on that, but the way the injury looked, the grade two ankle severity sprain designation, which is the same as Winslow, puts those guys out for four to five weeks almost every single time. And yeah, that six-week timetable puts him around the end of March. And I think that's fair enough. Maybe he is back earlier than that. I don't know. I'm definitely not playing for it. I'm not planning for it, that he's going to be back earlier than that. So I don't think we should look at Simons as coming back really at all this month. Maybe the end of it. Now, what we've seen in his place is that Reddish and Thibel are the starters. And they can be good defensive stack guys. We know Thibel gets steals. Reddish gets steals, but hits threes as well. But don't expect them to be big usage players or to do much outside of defensive stats. Thibel steals and blocks and Reddish steals and threes. That's what they do. That can have value. And you've got to really narrow it down. Like, for example, I added Cam Reddish in my 12-team league for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl playoffs because steals is going to be a close category. And I wanted to get steals in, and I wanted to get someone that plays on Sunday, and Reddish does both of those things. So that's why I added him. But for a lot of teams, it doesn't make any sense to have him. For for some teams, it makes tons of sense. And that's how you've got to be approaching, I think, um, all of this stuff heading into fantasy playoffs. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want fat, you don't want calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. There's so many great flavors around these things. 
Just they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's their secret. But they are also high in protein, like 17 grams of protein, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar. After you've been banging one out at the gym, you want to get that protein in, but you don't want to do it by blowing out your macros. So you want to get that high protein with low fat and low sugar. And previously, I've told you, just go to built.com. It's very easy. You order from there and you can still do that. But now you can just waltz into a Walmart and there they are on the shelf in the pharmacy department. Cookies and cream, coconut puff and double chocolate. If you go to Sam's Club, they've got big boxes, 13 bar boxes, churro flavor and brownie batter flavor. So go to built.com, go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club and get your built bars. Built bar is built different. The Phoenix Suns. We are, we're here. We're almost ready. Kevin Durant is ready to return, it seems. They play Wednesday, the 1st of March against the Hornets. That is the Durant target. And in the past, Durant has had many knee injuries, many injuries. And he comes back and he plays basically like Kevin Durant. I wouldn't expect Durant to be playing 18 minutes or 20 minutes. Maybe he plays 27. I think he plays 30. And within a week, he's playing 36 minutes a night. This is just the pattern we've seen with Durant. There'll be a very slow ramp up and he'll just be himself. That's what makes him a legend. Like he's just a guy that comes back and does what he does. There's really never been any ramp up or rustiness at all for Durant. So he's going to be back. Landry Shamet, I think, probably is out the rest of this week. Maybe he returns Sunday. But his opportunity to put up numbers was when Durant wasn't on this team and when Booker was out. And neither of those two things are true anymore. So we don't really care that much about Shamet. He might have somewhat of an impact on Josh Okogie. Might not. I don't know. The Sixers are pretty healthy at the moment. The only guy out is The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, with that hip problem. That's cool. He wasn't going to factor into anything anyway because he's washed. He's out for at least two games with a hip problem. And then we have your mates, the Orlando Magic. They play today, and the only guy on their injury report for today is John Isaac, who's out with a hamstring strain, which, of course, is not great, considering that he was resting on Saturday, and now he's out again on Monday. It's really hard to have him as a 12-team league player. It just is. Like, if you're not going to play, if you're going to sit back-to-backs, if you're going to be limited. That last game was great against Detroit. It was against Detroit, though. Um, But, you know, can you deal with holding him? That's an individual question, but things aren't looking particularly strong at the moment. For the Thunder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has missed the last two with an abdominal issue. That's not a great um, injury designation. We hope he's okay. It did sound like that he was close to playing on Sunday, So hopefully he is ready to go for Tuesday. They do have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, so maybe it's smart if he sits out one of those games. I know that everyone will be like, well, it's the all-star break, Josh. Um, Shea just won't play for the rest of the season now. And I just don't think that's going to be accurate. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this injury? I have absolutely no idea with it. With him out, we just keep rolling with Isaiah Joe. He's the the stream option there, even though Aaron Wiggins started the second half of the last game. And then Pokyshevsky remains out with that leg fracture. I don't really think we see him at any point soon. I've got his return date listed as the 8th of March. Um, I don't even know that he's going to be back then, to be honest. I think it's probably more middle of March. And he's not probably going to be worth adding or stashing or anything like that. The Knicks have also been pretty fortunate this season with injuries, and they currently have no one on the injury report. So good luck to them. The New Orleans Pelicans, well, there's an injury for them. There's a couple of injuries for them. One of them is, of course, Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Who I've got returning around the 17th of March. This is why it's really hard to have held him through this injury, especially once we got this update, because that's either the start of fantasy playoffs, but for the vast majority of you, it's in the middle of fantasy playoffs. So 
always, if you've got open IL slots, you hold someone there. There's, that's never a debate. It's never a question. You've got an open slot, you hold him there. But if you get to the playoffs and you need that slot or you need that production, what's Zion going to do when he comes back? Play 27 minutes? Be limited for two weeks? Like, he'll still be good. But will he be good enough when there's still uncertainty? I, it's very hard to consider that a must-hold scenario. We don't have a firm timetable on Larry Nance. I'm just going to rule him out for this week. That ankle injury looked pretty bad. He's already he's definitely been ruled out of Monday. They play Wednesday, Friday. No game on the weekend. I think it's more than likely he returns next week, if if at all, next week. In his place, Billy Hernan Gomez will get some deeper league value, and Jonas Valanciunas will get a nice little bump in playing time. But the news that came out today was about Christian James McCullum, who you, you can see it on the thumbnail. You can see his thumb. He's got like a wrap on it. But he's got a right thumb injury, which he's going to get another MRI on. He's playing through it, and he probably will can still can still continue to do that. But he did have some time off with it earlier in the year. And maybe that is impacting some of his performance. And we'll see what happens with the MRI. Just be aware that McCullum's playing through a thumb injury. And there is a chance with this team struggling a lot, maybe he, maybe he has to miss games. Or maybe this gets too significant that he has to have um, surgery or something on it, which, of course, would rule him out for the season. But it's not... It's not a great sign that he's having another MRI on this thumb and his production sort of is suffering. And he's had some shooting issues all season, really. The Minnesota Timberwolves, a lot of guys questionable there. Rudy Gobert and Jalen Noel both were ruled out late before last game. I don't think there's anything to worry about with Noel because we're not rostering him anywhere. And Gobert, with him out, you just stream him in the Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed, who was awesome last game. I'm still looking at mid-March for Towns, but there's all conflicting reports. There's like, oh man, he's really close. And there's some people saying, no, he's not coming back this season. He might play the last 10 games. Like, I just don't know. So I'm just not going to expect him back in the next two weeks at least. Um, I'm saying mid-March there for him, but a similar thing to Zion. Once we got that update that it was a grade three and he was going to be out for three months, like very hard to hold, you know, it, to clog up an injured slot, especially when maybe he comes, maybe he comes back in the playoffs. Maybe. Torian Prince... He's not currently on their road trip um, for personal reasons, so I'm just going to assume he doesn't play those next three games, which means a return on Tuesday the 7th of March is the most likely scenario, but that, of course, is Torian Prince and just deeper league stuff. For the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Giannis had that wrist issue. We thought, oh, he's going to miss some time. He was doubtful, then he was questionable, then he played, and then three minutes in the game, he left with a different injury, a quad issue. We know he's had lots of lower body issues, the knees and now quads. He's, you know, we're going to list him questionable for Tuesday's game against the Nets. We talked a lot about him in the preseason saying that his knees were going to be a problem and he was going to miss a lot of time. It's probably been worse than anticipated. And now we've got other situations coming up here. With him out, usually you just pencil in big minutes for Bobby Portis, but he's also returning from an injury. Plus, there's someone like Jay Crowder and Pat Connaughton and Javon Carter and a bunch of guys they just throw into those minutes. So Connaughton's not likely an ad, and Crowder might be a stream, and Portis is more of a back end than a strong top 80 player if Giannis misses. Wes Matthews dealing with a calf issue. He might be available for the third. He's been ruled out for Tuesday's game. Um, yeah, Does it matter? Is he going to play most games? Probably not. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
On LinkedIn Jobs, so simple. You go in there, you create the ad, you, you put it onto your profile, and it just hits all the people that it needs to. You add your job on there, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that spreads the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to the Miami Heat. Few injuries for them. They do play today on Monday. Tyler Hero is officially questionable. With him out, well, actually, he's not out. With him, maybe out, and Kyle Lowry definitely out. Lowry has been ruled out. He was he was questioned before this game. They said, oh, he's, he's trending well, but now they're still not sure. So I don't know. I, I didn't think he'd be back this week at all. And then they said, nah, yeah, he's questionable. So could it be one of these things where they upgrade someone and it just misleads us? Yes, I fear that might be the case. Anyway, with Hero, maybe out. With Lowry, definitely out. It does help Gabe Vincent. It does help Max Struess, especially if Hero is out. Some big value there. Um, Kevin Love is listed probable. I think they've listed him probable every game that he's played. They've started him two games so far. They lost both of them, blown out against the Bucks and beaten against the Hornets. I don't know why it makes sense to start Kevin Love. They are doing it. Will it continue long-term? I have no idea. But while he starts and plays good minutes, then he is a 12-team league option for sure. I just don't see how it lasts long-term. But we will find out. Nikolajovic. And Irma Yetseven, long-term injuries. Jovic with a back issue. Yetseven with an ankle. Yetseven might return in a couple of games, but with Cody Zeller there, I don't think he's going to necessarily play um, much at all. And then Jovic was getting starts earlier in the season, but again, Kevin Love and Zeller, they're not going to they're not going to be options to play. That's just as simple as it is. For Memphis, it's just Steve Adams at the moment on the injury report, and he might be back. Like he might miss one more game, the game on Tuesday. He might play on Wednesday against the Rockets. If not, they play on Friday against the Nuggets. When he returns, that eliminates whatever this is with Brandon Clark and Xavier T. Illman. Tillman's minutes have been pretty strong most games, but then there's the games where they bench him or limit his minutes. It's just very hard to keep a track of. Clark is not someone I'd want to have on my roster usually because of the uncertainty around the playing time. And with Adams, you're likely to return uh, on Wednesday or potentially able to return on Wednesday. It's going to make it very hard to get excited about um, Tillman or Adams, or sorry, Tillman or, or Clark there. But the game on Wednesday is against Houston. So if, if say, Adams isn't available, would Clark be the option over Tillman there? They played Tuesday against the Lakers. Like I'm, I'm done guessing because they started Brandon Clark against Embiid, which makes no sense. They've started Brandon Clark against Gobert, which makes no sense. And they go back to Tillman against Jokic, which makes sense, but it doesn't track with the other stuff that doesn't make sense. So it's just not worth the effort. The Lakers... LeBron was clearly in pain last game with that foot injury. He played through it, but does that mean that he plays on Tuesday, Wednesday? I don't think he plays both of those games. They're going to do some more imaging on it, but he's hurt his ankle so many times this season. I would be very shocked if LeBron plays both of these games. I'd be pretty shocked if D'Angelo Russell plays both of these games as well. He's missed, um, we missed Sunday's game with the ankle problem. I just don't think he's going to play both of them, so we just continue to stream Dennis Schroeder. If he doesn't play these games, I think Friday is a decent return date for D'Angelo Russell. They've also got Max Christie listed as questionable, but I don't think anyone really worries too much about that. 
For the Clippers, if it's Zubats, he's not officially doubtful. I'm listing him doubtful. The fact that they ruled him out like a day in advance before Sunday's game, it's a calf injury, which takes a little bit of time to heal, makes me think there's a pretty limited chance he plays on Tuesday. They also have a Thursday, Friday back-to-back, so I'm going to guess that he probably doesn't play both of those games. That, that would be my estimation, that maybe he returns for one of them, given it's a calf strain, given it's a back-to-back, and that obviously boosts that value for Mason Plumley, the cockroach, and then for a bunch of other wings, and we just don't know where the minutes go. Is it Gordon? Is it Batum? Is it Powell? Is it Westbrook? Is it Mann? Is it Bones? Who knows? There is no real consistency. And every single game, Ty Lu comes out and says, yeah, I should have played him more. He said it for Terrence Mann after one game. The next game, he said it about Westbrook. I'm sure he'll say it about Norm Powell next time or about Batum or about Covington. It's going to be frustrating. So I'm just not expecting Zubats to play Tuesday. I'm probably not expecting him to play Thursday as well. So it does give the cockroach a reprieve, but Plumlee's not playing big minutes. Despite like the absences here and the last two games being overtime, he's not playing big minutes without Zubats. The Indiana Pacers, they're currently clean as well on the injury report. Great. The Houston Rockets aren't clean, but they could be because Jalen Green and Kevin Porter are the two guys on that injury report. Um, there is hope that they can return on Tuesday. Now, they have a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back. So there's no way that Green and Porter play both of those games, but I think it's fair to assume that we get them playing in at least one of those two games. With those guys returning, maybe our hope for Tari um, tank season is not there. The value you might have got out of Ty Ty Washington or Dacian Nix isn't there. Jay Sean Tate probably doesn't get value. We just don't know what's going to happen. It's been so long since Kevin Porter played and Green's now missed two straight that we just don't know how it's all going to play out on a different looking team when those guys return. But it does look like their return is coming pretty soon. The Golden State Warriors. Steph remains out with this lower left leg injury. I don't think he's back until maybe Friday against the Pelicans on the third. Um, Otherwise, the Lakers on the fifth. We just don't have an update there. They said Draymond Green had a setback and was going to get an MRI. And then they it's just been an update on that. His MRI came back clean and he practiced and is questionable for Tuesday. So that's really good news. Now, I didn't think that he'd play this week, but... They've, I had him, he's returned out as the third, but he did practice. So it looks like he could be available to play on the 28th. Andy Wiggins, we don't have an update on him. He's dealing with that personal issue that's kept him out for now for almost two weeks. So it must be pretty something pretty significant. We don't know whether he's going to be able to go either. Um, we just, yeah, we're just up in the air. We, we've got no idea. And then Gary Payton, we're looking at quite a few weeks for him to return. Still, it looks like probably end of March, uh, maybe early April. Maybe he doesn't even play in the regular season. That's distinctly possible as well. For Detroit, they do play today. So there are a few guys that have popped up on the injury report. Jaden Ivey is out for personal reasons. Boyan Bogdanovich is out with bilateral Achilles soreness. Do these guys know that they don't need to sit Bogdanovich to be terrible? They're terrible anyway. We'll see what happens there. But with him out, hopefully we get more shots to Isaiah Livers. We get bigger opportunity for Diallo and for Burks. I think this team is going to be pretty disastrous as we move forward. Jalen Duran is out again with that ankle issue. I get it. If you're in fantasy playoffs, the uncertainty regarding their four centers and the fact that he's out, you can drop him. I understand that. Again, if you're in a situation where you're not in playoffs, I would hold. But if you are, you don't have to wait for this stuff especially when there's so much uncertainty around it. And with Duran out, with Stewart maybe out, then Bagley is is worth looking at. 
I'd have Bagley over Wiseman, but they're both worth looking at, which is amazing that an NBA team is going to be featuring those two blokes. Nerlens Noel, I honestly don't think we see him at all this season. He's been out for personal reasons. And I just don't think he's going to play. I think that there's obviously an issue going on between him and the organization. I think that's what personal means. And we'll see. Are they haggling over buyouts? I have no idea, but I don't think he's going to play. As for Bogdanovich, I do think that Boyan is going to be a drop. I'm not dropping him. Don't misconstrue what I say because you know, things can get misconstrued all the time. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm not telling you to drop Boyan Bogdanovich. But what I am saying is that I think that we'll, we're going to edge towards him being a droppable player. Not only will minutes come down, he'll have random illness or injury sort of situations, which again, they're not winning with him anyway, so I don't know why they do it. But I think that we, we've already seen minutes drop and production drop. I think that we're going to see him become a droppable player. For the Nuggets, haven't really had any updates on Zeke Nagy, but he just doesn't play. He's had this shoulder issue and they just rule him out game after game after game. It's been eight consecutive games all the way back from the start of February. Not that he's going to play most nights anyway, because Chanchar seems to be ahead of him, but he's out. And Colin Gillespie's had that fractured leg all season. We've got no real updates on him. But again, I don't really think too many people need to pay attention to that. Maxi Kleber is officially questionable for the Mavericks. His return is going to be very intriguing. What does that do for Reggie Bullock? What does it do for Christian Wood? What does it do for Dwight Powell? Where do his minutes come from? Because ideally, on a, on a team that was serious, he'd play 28 minutes a night. We'll see what they end up doing with him. He's not going to be a fantasy option. He'll probably appear on streaming lists eventually, but his return is going to impact stuff. Well, Davis Bertans is out probably for the rest of this week with this calf issue, but he's not going to play most nights either. The Cavs, clean injury report. Good news for them. We love to see it. The Chicago Bulls, relatively clean. Goran Dragic is out for at least two games with a knee problem. He's just not going to play. Patrick Beverly is going to kick him out of the rotation, so don't need to worry there. While Javante Green, I've got coming back maybe towards the end of March with a knee surgery, but realistically, I don't think Javante Green is playing again this season. Um, he was Patrick Williams' backup, but now Patrick Williams is Patrick Williams' backup. So Green, don't know where his role even is on this team. The Charlotte Hornets. Injury-wise, they're actually okay PJ Washington is um, doubtful for today with that foot strain. With him out, you get more value for guys like um, Gordon Haywood, but also more value for Dennis Smith, who is an interesting stream. As for Cody Martin, I've got his return date as the 5th of March. They just don't tell us anything. He was out for like months to start the season. He came back, played like four games, and he's been out ever since. Much like Javante Green, I don't think Cody Martin plays again this season, but we haven't been told that officially. I'm just telling you what I believe. For the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons remains out with this knee soreness. I don't know what to make of Simmons. He's clearly a drop and has been for a few weeks now. I wish they'd just say he's not playing again this season so I could adjust all my rotations, but yeah, we're not at that point yet. For Boston, they play today. They're without Jalen Brown for personal reasons. JB, you've done it again. And Derek White is probable with an ankle issue. With Brown out, that boosts um, Derek White quite a bit. It also boosts Malcolm Brogdon. White's minutes had been taking a hit. But with Brown out, it helps him. And then for Atlanta, to finish things off, we're good. No one injured. They've got a new coach, but that's it. No one injured. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.